hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Phil Golfie and Rick Zamperin. Yes, good morning. 905-575-7700 is the phone number to call if you are buying or selling a home. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They're all over social media. You can find them on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram. Use the handle at Rob Golfie. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you download your favorite podcast. We have had some epic shows in the years gone by. More to come, sure. You can also find past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. A host of topics to get to today, including five key steps to retire early with real estate. And does climate change affect real estate prices? We'll dive into those two topics and a whole lot more still to come here on the show. But we'll begin with interest rates. So the central bank earlier this week rising their um, uh, their key lending rates to 1.75%. Uh, they're hinting that more rate increases could come next year. And this is obviously going to have an impact on mortgages and people buying and selling homes too. Absolutely. You know, um, even a, a quarter point like this increase, Rick, even for major businesses that have huge lines of credits, like let's say, for instance, uh, these car dealerships, they they hold uh, an inventory, like if they own a bunch of dealerships, they hold an inventory of maybe maybe a half a million dollars worth of uh, cars in, in the car lot. So obviously, it's not their cash. They're using a line of credit, bank's line of credit. A quarter point can add up to, uh, uh, what I'm saying, I'm not half a million, but 50 million, Mm -hmm. can add up to an extra $125,000 cost out of their pocket to carry that line of credit now because that's how much of a difference it can make for, especially the bigger guys, they feel it more. So while a quarter point percent might not look big, in essence, it it, it is. For for the bigger guys, they feel it more. But also, but overall, the consumer... Um, like we, I think we've had five increases since last year, like like middle to the beginning yeah. of last. It hasn't gone down. I know. That. No, it hasn't <laughs> gone down. So, for instance, um, last year you could get a mortgage for two and a half percent, right? Maybe a var- variable rate. So let's say you bought a five hundred thousand dollar house, you put five percent down, you got a four hundred seventy five thousand dollar, uh, four hundred seventy five thousand dollar mortgage. Okay, that mortgage would be two thousand one hundred twenty five dollars a month. Okay, now today. The same mortgage, the $475,000 mortgage, the same mortgage, uh, at 3.95%, your your mortgage payment would be uh, $2,485. That's a $360 difference from last year That's to this big. year. That's it's, big. it's a big difference. So if you've locked in at a five-year rate two years ago or three years ago, you don't have to worry about it for another year or two, a couple years. Right. But but what's going to happen? It's going to be a slow effect. So when people's mortgages are coming due, they're going to feel it, and it's a big difference. Like like three fifty to four hundred, five hundred dollar difference a month. It eats into their Huge. monthly budget. Yeah. They may some some people can't afford that extra five hundred dollars. I mean, people are maxed out uh, uh, with their credit and everything else with their debt, and they they have to be careful. They got their credit cards, they got their cars, they got their houses. 
So they got to be very careful. Right now, what do you do? Do you do you uh, run and get a house and lock in for five years, uh, or do you stay away? I mean, we're still at a good interest rate. We are at a good in- interest rate compared to history mm-hmm. that we've had. Um, and uh, but but we've been spoiled in the last ten years. Now, if you're forty years old today. Right, forty years old. Yep. You bought a house ten years ago. You're thirty years old. You've had a pretty good interest rate mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. like basically, like you you haven't you know seen thirteen percent, five percent, seven percent. I have seen thirteen percent, and guys that are older than me, I'm sh- they saw probably even eighteen even higher, to twenty yeah. percent. So I, I, I think uh, people are, are you got people that are going to be cautious and that, that are that are going to be worried, and then you got people that are you know that are worried that their mortgage coming due in two years, you know, they're, they're going to be scrambling. Mm-hmm. So they don't know whether to sell, downsize, you know, you know, get, get that mortgage down more. People got to be very, very careful today about borrowing money for, you know, buying something you want, not something you need. Right. Uh, don't buy that F, uh, F-150 truck with all loaded. <laughs> Just, you know what I mean? Don't, don't do that now, I'm telling you, because um, they, you know, the economy is good and all of a sudden the government all of a sudden wants to increase the interest rate. Right. I guess they want to put a, they want to give us a kick in the butt and try to you know smarten up. Well, I think from the the, the, uh, the central bank standpoint is that they're seeing the economy is doing well. Uh, they know that people can afford to take on a little more debt, but uh, we also know that Canada in particular has a huge income to debt ratio. I think the last number we saw was about a, a, a one sixty nine. So basically, for every hundred dollars that we make, we owe a dollar sixty nine, which is incredible. Uh, it's something in that ballpark. In but comparison to the rest of major economies, it's it's relatively high. And, yeah, there, and, there, and the yeah. reason the reason why it's high is because we had such a great economy for the last twenty years. Right. Like the US, they, they took a beating in two thousand nine, two thousand eight, nine, ten. Yeah. So they they couldn't accumulate any more debt. But we didn't have that major recession mm-hmm. that they did. So we just kept going on and, and getting more debt and more debt. Yeah. So that's why our debt ratio is higher than most countries. The issue is what happens because, you know, the central bank is hinting at more interest rates. So what happens if it, 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 it's going to go to 2% next, then 2 and a quarter, then 25 yeah. maybe by yeah. next year if things continue to hum along? Those people who owe a lot of money, whether it's lines of credit or credit cards, whatever the case is, you know what's the breaking point? Is my question. What what where do they draw the line to say okay now I have to get rid of this debt and that's going to impact everything from real estate to buying to you know whatever well, they're you know you know you know what happens you know where they draw the line when they find out that too many people have to sell their houses or they're getting foreclosed yeah and so so many people have which to, is what happened in the U S yeah so so many people have to get hurt. And then they realize, oh boy, we got to do something about this. Right. But really, it's too late until fact. So, like, I mean, you, you get all these guys that are pushing buttons, uh, you know, in, in in the government, and they've got their high-paying government jobs, right? They, you know, they're making huge money, and and they just say, oh, let's wait, let's do this because yeah. we think the economy's doing well. They don't know the average guy that's scraping paycheck to paycheck, trying to make ends meet, and. And you know, trying to keep his family going, they don't know that. And uh, but but you know, what can you do? That that's the way these governments mm-hmm. run the country. Let's bring in the former banker here, Philip uh, Golfi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I where I was going to go with this is is I they would not be raising rates if they knew that the economy couldn't support it, right? Right. Yeah. And if they knew if that they were going to raise you know raise the rate by another half percent or another quarter percent, and it's going to put you know x amount of people underwater mm-hmm. or 
they wouldn't be doing it. I think that the fact that they are raising rates, it's a sign of a strong economy. I think it's it's the economy's been good. It's, you know, unemployment's at an all-time low. Jobs are at an all-time high. We we continue to see foreign investments. We just negotiated a new trade deal. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of good things that are going oh, yeah, that definitely. are going on. It's not like it's a ba- it's a, a sign of bad times. It's it's and it's something that it's easier to come back down than it is to go up, right? Yes, if they had to adjust yeah. it, they would they can easily bring it back down. Yeah. But I think it's it's you know money's not free anymore, right? They 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 put the initiatives to borrow money, um, and 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 that's you know now they're it's a cause and effect issue. So, mm-hmm. um, you know they're they're putting the rates back up and and. You know, it's it, we'll see what happens. Not that I was complaining at the time when rates were going down, but I I always thought, you know, are they going too low? Is is the central bank going too low? I know it spurred a lot of development and spurred a lot of home buying and elevated home prices mm-hmm. and and you know had a great ripple effect on the economy. But what if they? What if instead of being one percent at the time, what if it was two percent? You know, how much how much different would we be at this point right now? It's kind of hard to tell, I guess. Yeah. It. it it's tough. So I mean, I mean, I'm not a you know a economist, and uh, I don't know how that runs. I you know I just know about real estate here in Hamilton, but uh, but I, again, it's just uh, we have to live with it. That's just the way the world goes, mm-hmm. and uh, and we got to deal with it. If so we, now, if we look at the trends in terms of where they were, it was it was only in 2007, 2008 where they were at, they, they're at four and a half percent, right? So if we compare it to what it is now, it's it's less than half of what yes. it was. Eight years ago, True. but you right. Know, you, so, is it, can it go up that high again? For sure. Can it go higher than that? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But well, I mean, the difference is we have a lot more debt now than yeah, yeah, yeah. Two thousand eight, right. ten years. Right? Well, and yeah. that's what. But the stress test also hurts the higher end homes now. Right. So, so if somebody's looking, say, hey, I want to buy that seven hundred thousand dollar house. Do you know how much more they got to qualify? They can't. They can't buy that seven hundred thousand yeah. dollar house. So that price range is going to get affected. That between that six hundred to eight hundred thousand. They're going to take a beating, uh, in my opinion, when it comes to with this interest rate, people looking for new houses. So mm-hmm. you have to have a lot of disposable income uh, to to afford that. And uh, it, it's just it, it will change the dynamic. So you're going to get a lot of people now locking in their mortgage because they're, they're, they're saying it's going to go up even more. So, yeah. so if you lock it in, you're, 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 you're locked in for five years. If you're going to, and if you're going to stay there for five years – Make sure you do because otherwise you're going to pay a huge penalty oh, yeah. if you Just break your you break that five year yeah. term. But are you hearing from people who are uh, complaining about the stress test or complaining about uh, you know interest rates going up because it affects their ability to buy the home that they want to buy? Not as much on the on the stress. It, it does affect the stress test, but we pre-approve everybody and they say, well, this is what you can afford to buy. But it's not. I don't. I we don't see it as much. It's not. It's not a, a direct. It's impact. not a direct. It's not a direct. Um, uh, like we're feeling, oh my god, oh we're, we we lost like you know twenty percent of our right. buyers that are looking at buying, or thirty percent of our buyers because they because of the stress test. I'm sure the stress test has affected the price point where people can buy. There's no doubt about yeah, it. But they're still buying homes. Yeah. So I mean, like right now, you can get a, a mortgage at three point nine five percent, but you have to qualify at five point nine five, so almost six percent. Mm-hmm. So it it's two percent difference. That's that's big. But the the problem is with the stress test. I. I, I think the majority it does help people not not over, over borrowing, but people are going to borrow anyway. You know, they, like they know they got more room 
on their uh, 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 borrowing ratio, right. and they're just so going to they buy something mortgage, else. They're just going to go buy furniture. No, exactly. don't don't pay for six months or yeah. a year. Uh, they're going to buy you know. Big, or they'll get a line of credit. Big vehicle. Card. Yeah, yeah, like people people go to the max that they can. They just that's just the human nature. Yeah. you know that uh, that we're at. We're going to take a, a quick break. When we come back, uh, Robbie, you were in Nashville recently. You guys also went to Cuba as well. We'll talk about those two experiences. Also, uh, which hot trends will affect the real estate market in twenty? 19 and the latest real estate business is storing rich people's cars we'll get to that as well you're listening to the hamilton real estate show on 900 chml Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. In studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page and check them out on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. Don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you have a question for the Golfie team or you would like to recommend a topic idea, you can email us. The email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, does climate change affect real estate prices? And five key steps to retire early with real estate. Um, but you guys... Visited Cuba recently, and Rob, you were in yep. Nashville. No, last yeah, week. I don't get to go. On oh, you weren't in Cuba. <laughs> oh, Rob gets to have all the fun. <laughs> That's it. I, I'm not. In, I'm not invited on these uh, excursions. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so Rob, so 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 in Cuba, yeah. I always I always like to know what's going on with. Uh, so this wasn't a vacation. This was more of a business trip. Uh, well, we'll call it that. Well, half on the radio. Half. Okay. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. The boss so, is listening. We'll that's call it a, a, that's a business it. trip. That's it. But um, <laughs> so uh, we went down there for uh, – uh, it was just four and a half days, five days I think mm-hmm. we were in uh, in Cuba. And uh, so we did take a tour. We went to Havana and everything else like that. Um, and then uh, we had somebody take us around. We found that um, – my understanding in Cuba, if you're buying a house, um, you got to pay cash for it. Uh, I, I know they got banks there. Like I, I, I exchanged money in, in the bank, but mm-hmm. – I don't like. Wouldn't a bank be for borrowing? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. So, so it's just for storing your money. I guess. I guess. <laughs> um, so, uh, but but over there, uh, you know, you could tell the houses aren't well as well taken care of. They build their own houses there uh, if if they're not buying it, and uh, it, it, it's 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 a t- it's a and they don't. I don't think they pay taxes either. They don't pay taxes on no. their money or anything like that. I'm not sure how the government runs, but they don't make that much money there. Mm-hmm, the people. Mm-hmm. Um, they they've got the best one of the best health cares um in 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 the world um and um they it, it is strict there's i'll tell you there's zero crime in cuba so they must have a, a thing that they must maybe shoot you if you right. commit a crime but steal some but it, it's very safe cuba is very safe no crime no guns no drugs nothing hmm. there's like so so uh i guess having being a communist country that's helped them out good but right. but they don't make that much money so they have certain pays for certain occupations so the people that are in hospitality business 
they I, I think they make more money than the people that you know that are uh, professionals in uh, in Cuba, like that that work uh, as lawyers. Hmm. I don't even uh, lawyers, doctors, and things like that. They they do they are an upper class people, right. but not that not not by much. But um, but real estate, nobody you can't buy real estate there. Apparently, I I, I, I what I was told that Obama owns uh, a house in Cuba. Really? So he takes one visit and he's allowed to buy. And nobody else in the world can. So I don't know what the, I don't know what the deal on that is. So but so uh, you wouldn't necessarily invest in a Cuban real estate opportunity. No, I don't think the values of the of, of the real estate go up. There, there are ghetto areas. There's nicer uh, nice areas and ghetto areas, mm-hmm. and um, it just but but you could tell they don't take care of their houses. Like you know, they just they don't have the money to. Right. You know, they just don't have it, and and I don't know how the. They, uh, you know, they can transfer their money to uh, to the next generation. Hmm. I, I don't know what that is. Um, so, but, if anything, it was a real eye opener for you. It is, but you know what? The, the one thing about it is, there's some good points about that country, like like with the crime and the and the healthcare sure. and everything else like that. There's zero crime. Um, and again, there's uh, you know, and, but again, a guy that wants to be a capitalist, it's tough for him. Like right. you could tell, I could see the frustration of a guy that wants to ex- excel and 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 make more uh, for himself. That's going to be the tough part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like you can buy twenty houses and yeah. you know say, hey, listen, I'll collect rent from everybody and stuff. It's just it's not that easy right. out there to do that. Interesting. Yeah. So from Cuba to Nashville, quite the difference. Nashville, it, it, it's a thriving uh, city. You know, they got obviously a football team and uh, and a, a, a hockey team. Um, we were right down on Broadway in second, where all the action is with you know everybody trying to make it. Uh, for uh, as a singer or a band or whatever mm-hmm. country singer, there's so many country. There's so many bands down there that uh, it, I think it's one of the you know capital entertainment districts in the United yeah. States. Oh, it's now. Music and City, I think, USA. But I it think, is. It but, is. But I, it feels like it's been more in the last five years than ever before. It's kind of taken storm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's been you know it's it's called like the you know the mini Vegas. Or, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's so it's it's. Got a lot of attraction for, you know, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, right. birthday parties. But it had that stigma of country western, like the Grand Ole Opry was yeah, down there. Yeah, we went there. Uh, but now it's, I think it's crossed generations and cross different, uh, you know, musical genres. I and mean, yeah, yeah, the popularity really of country music definitely helps with that. Oh, I mean, definitely, I mean, yeah. Country music. And I think that was the border. I think, I think Nashville was the border between the North and South during during the Civil War. I think that was kind of like the, hmm. the middle grounds mm-hmm. where... Um, where all the fighting was happening uh, yeah. down there, but real estate over there is very expensive. Um, I actually I grabbed a booklet uh, like on the luxury end of, of the things. They're, they're going for you know it, it's like Oakville, you know what I mean? Like they they've got high end homes there. Right. They got beautiful streets there. People are friendly. It, it, it's all good. Uh, um, they said it's safe. I mean, I didn't see anybody getting shot anywhere. <laughs> well, that's a but, good thing. Uh, yeah, no, but it, 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 it was good. The real estate there is good. I was just reading an article in the paper uh, about, you know, temper, like uh, real estate values. Actually, we're talking about that, um, about real estate values. Mm-hmm. And uh, one guy from Tampa said uh, usually uh, values drop faster during the coastal parts of the USA, right? I guess they're the more expensive. Yeah. Um, but um, but otherwise, no. Uh, it was it was good and uh, yeah. Uh, lo- it was it was a lot of fun. I was only there for three days mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of fun uh, and uh, yeah. I definitely would go back. Yeah. Looks like a nice town for sure. Uh, okay, five key steps to retire early with real estate. Uh, this is a story about a 36-year-old entrepreneur by the name of uh, Chad Carson. 
who has a new book out. It's called Retire Early with Real Estate, How Smart Investing Can Help You Escape the 9 to 5 Grind and Do More of What Matters. So his five key steps are know your why, identify your financial independence number, progress on wealth building journey, pick an appropriate plan for you, and just get started. One of the key um, uh, points in his, uh, I guess in his book, Know Your Why, uh, he got a... um, a college professor and mentor that uh, offered him some pretty good advice, and that is first learn how to make and live off thirty thousand dollars, then learn how to make sixty grand and live live off thirty thousand dollars. Finally, learn how to make a hundred and twenty grand and live off thirty grand. This is all through investing in real estate. Uh, is it doable? I, I, you know what? I think this is a guy that uh, I, I think it's tough. Yeah. So he's telling his story. Which you know, all good for him, right? I, you know, but yeah, is, he living, is he living with his parents at home to to live on thirty grand? Like maybe, like like you know, you need a car, you know, you need to eat, you need li- to live, yeah. and I don't in today. I don't thirty grand doesn't it's it's, it's bare bones. Yeah, you're like you're really struggling. At that's 30, right? right. Like you know, but um, but yeah, you can retire, but it uh, if you start buying properties in your early twenties and you buy a property every couple years mm-hmm. or every year. Uh, by the time you're in your 40s, you've accumulated not uh, a, you know quite a few properties. Yeah. Not only that, um, uh, you built a lot of equity. You paid down you know qu- quite a bit of the mortgage down as long mm-hmm. as you don't refinance it. Um, it's possible, but I think it's real estate is a long term investment. Right. Um, so if you're buying real estate, uh, you hold on to it. And you rent it out. You let them pay your mortgage off. Hopefully, it covers your expenses on to carry that property. And then all of a sudden, you wake up one morning and 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 it's t- like it's like 2017. And you're like, whoa! You mean all my you all know this, all my yeah. properties is worth this much? Do you unload it or do you keep going? And right. you know, re- real estate's always going to go up. But you're going to have times like 2018 or the end of 2017 where it took a dip down mm-hmm. but it's it's climbing back up again but yeah. now you have to be sharper on your prices uh, on selling homes than uh, than you were last year. Yeah, I found it a little hard to believe that at $30,000, I'm not sure how much of that he was able to invest because if you're only making 30,000 how are you able to invest in real estate yeah. and then get ahead? Well, yeah. He, well, first he says make thirty and live on th- and stay and living on that. I, you know, it what? sounds easy, but <laughs> yeah, like, but I, I, I'd like to get him on a panel, and but I, he might run off, and I'll, I'll ask him like, like, how did you live <laughs> on the thirty? Do? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, people can live on thirty, but but you got no life, right? Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, like you, you know, you go out with friends, you can't go on vacation. You got, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're basically you could, paying your bills, and then everything yeah, else is going to right, your real your, estate. your best years of your life. You know, yeah. up till 36 years old. I mean, like you're young, you can do anything you want. You're going to want to do things because you got friends and family that right. are doing this. They want, you know, come with me on here, do this. He was obviously very disciplined. Yes, That's absolutely, sure. absolutely. So he probably lived in the basement of his parents' house. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt him. That's not a bad plan, really. No, it isn't. <laughs> uh, which hot trends will affect the real estate market in 2019? This is a report out of uh, the Montreal area that says uh, three emerging factors are set to disrupt and transform the real estate market in the near future. It says uh, w- remote working and self-employment, disruptive technologies such as autonomous vehicles and virtual reality, and lack of affordable housing are the three key trends that will affect the real estate market next year and into the future. So I want to start with this. 
uh, using your home as your office, business, or service. Are we seeing people do this? I would, I would say that's more popular than ever. Well, really? they're, they're building, um, you know, like on major streets. Like, for instance, I, I think it's on Apple Appleby Line. Um, they they are building homes, townhouses with kind of like an office setting on the main floor, and you got your and you live upstairs. Oh wow! So uh, you know, live and work at home. They're they're selling them. I, I I can't remember what the subdivision is in Burlington, but they're but they're building them everywhere where you can. You'll you'll see on the, uh, their townhouses on the main floor. Everybody's got their little sign. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, upstairs is their townhouse where they live in. But um, but this is no different than uh, the '90s when everybody was uh, was getting laid off. Uh, jobs were being scarce. People were losing their jobs, and uh, and everybody had to find a new way of making money. So everybody, so all of a sudden, everybody, you know, the chartered accountants didn't have the job, so they opened up their own little. Uh, accounting firm out of their house, mm-hmm. you know, and th- and then there would be a company up there. Hey, listen, you can you can uh, work under our banner name, and you can build your own clientele, and you got the and you got the uh, credibility of our banner name for whatever company it is. I and I remember in the early nineties, uh, all you all you heard on TV was oh jobs, jobs, jobs. Everybody's losing their jobs. Companies are closing. Uh, it was all bad and negative. So. People at home, what are they going to do? They can't get a job because nobody's hiring. So they had to c- come up with an idea of right. a business. That's where a lot of home-based businesses started from. Now, I don't hear that as much now, but but when things go bad, that's when you start hearing all these people starting their home-based businesses mm-hmm. more and more. But um, because people are – they have to survive, right? So they got to pay their mortgage. Yeah. Um, but you're going to see more properties built – with uh, a with home, like a, a business, you could put a business on the main floor and then uh, and live up live up above. And you're you're seeing it in Burlington already. To that end, uh, this study says that remote working also means that there is less of a need to live close to downtown cores, and buyers may choose to gain more space in homes further away from urban hubs because they're not commuting to work anymore. Their, their right. work is at their home. They might not move uh, close to a highway or a train or an LRT or whatever the case is. You're right, because I know a lot of people, they only have to show up at the office once a week. So, hey, I can deal with the traffic once a week. You know what I mean? But if they have to deal deal with it every day... Then you know, then it becomes a factor. So, so you'll I, I know people that live in Niagara Falls, and uh, they go to Toronto once a week, and they and they go at their time. So they're not going during rush hour; they're going right after the rush hour. So they you know they can whiz right through the yeah. Queen Elizabeth way. This one I found very interesting: disruptive technologies. The trends of moving further out of city centers could be reinforced by the emergence of autonomous vehicles or self-driving vehicles. The report said as self-driven cars reduce ease commuting time and the burden of gridlock, will suburban living become more popular among the younger generation? So right now, here in Hamilton, a lot of the millennials are looking at downtown Hamilton. Hey, the LRT is going to be there. Well, wait a minute. If I have a self-driving car, I won't need to be near a go station or a LRT right. or whatever. Right. But the self-driving cars still cost money to park and, Very and, much and so. maintain. Yeah. But um, And gas up or electric or up. Le- yeah, it'll be electric. <laughs> <laughs> the millennials will have all electric yeah. cars. You're going to have people stealing other people's hydro. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have you plug it into your neighbor's <laughs> house at yeah. night. You're going hey, to you have to put a lock on your, uh, yeah. on your outlet in your house. <laughs> that always happens at construction sites now. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Construction, people will just, you know, plug, go, plug go to the neighbor's house so you're gone. <laughs> No doubt. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's <laughs> I I don't know how long the self driving uh, thing is gonna ha- like happen. Like, why do you? What do you do? You want to sit in the passenger seat and yeah. let somebody else drive? Is uh, that what it is? You I'm, know? I'm not a big fan of this. No, this thing. No. I love driving. Yeah, I, I, I like 
I wouldn't necessarily call it a a fun experience some of the time, but certainly yeah. it can be, right? Yeah. A yeah. Sunday afternoon or a weekend, or are you going on a trip somewhere? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's definitely a variable that you take into consideration while forecasting trends, right? It's it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a buzzword. It's a hot word. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure attention. we'll probably see it after our lifetime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I guess I mean, so. Like electric cars, like, like right now I drive a diesel. Yeah. And uh, now... They're not really making any foreign diesels because what happened to Volkswagen, right. they kind of you know cheated the system. Yeah. I got a feeling. I now this is just my opinion. I'm not saying it is or isn't, but for some reason, uh, BMW and Mercedes, they're not bringing any more diesels. Yeah, because they're all doing the exact same things. Yeah. Volkswagen right. So was they the just, only one that got caught. Yeah. No, but the government probably knows that they did it too. But they but they stop bringing all right, all right. they stop so stop the production yeah line. <laughs> so now they don't want to put three automakers yeah. in in Germany completely put them on their yeah. knees well Audi was in that one too they just got dinged uh, the other day oh is that right because <laughs> so they were involved with the Volkswagen maybe maybe thing. they're going down the line <laughs> yeah I think who's so next <laughs> maybe they're going down but I'll probably end up having an electric car in my next car after, really after my diesel after I drive my diesel that I have now. Um, what a difference! Yeah, because diesel I, to electric. I, I, I had a chance to drive one of them. I, I drove a Tesla, the Model X. Yeah, it is completely different really? in terms of the drivability, in terms of the but, quietness, in terms of the you know the feel, speed yeah. and the pickup, and the, it's just a, a completely different but I, feel. But I drive so much that I, I I I need something that I don't have to be at the gas station every other day. Right. I like I I do like a thousand kilometers a week of driving. Yeah. So, so. plugging it home overnight, and then you're set. That's for the it. Day. Yeah. I'll have if a, you don't, if you forget. Oh, <laughs> oh geez. It's like yeah. it's like some of those nights where you forget to plug your phone and then you wake up the <laughs> yeah. next day, your whole day's out of whack. One percent. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're constantly on four yeah. or five percent. Yeah. One last point before we go to break. Uh, the final major factor in uh, terms of 2019 trends uh, is affordability, obviously, and uh, the lack thereof. This largely looks like a continued dominance of the condo market, with many buyers priced out of the single family or even townhome market. So condo sales might be going up. We know that prices are. When we return, does climate change affect real estate prices and the the latest real estate business is storing rich people's cars. That's coming up next here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. If you have a question for the Golfie team, the email address is questions at RobGolfie.com. Again, questions at RobGolfie.com. At RobGolfie on Twitter and Instagram and be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page and don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes Google Play wherever you download your favorite podcast tell your friends and family members as well it is a great show you can also get past episodes on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com still to come the latest real estate business is storing rich people's cars that should be interesting but does climate change affect real estate prices this is a study of the out of the University of British Columbia 
Media that suggests beliefs about effects of climate change may impact real estate prices decades before the projected damages are expected to occur. So here's some background. In some coastal areas such as Hawaii and Florida, roughly one-tenth of all homes are expected to be underwater if sea levels rise by six feet. The value of those homes at risk of being underwater is $882 billion. We're talking some huge mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. So a Gallup survey from last year found that 42% of Americans agreed that global warning, warming will pose a serious threat to their way of life. 57% disagreed. So this UBC study found that the homes projected to be underwater sell for more money in counties with more climate change deniers relative to believers. So in other words, houses projected to be underwater in believer neighborhoods tend to sell for 7% lower compared to houses in denier neighborhoods. And the study shows that disagreement about the occurrence and consequences of projected natural disasters may give rise to a valuation gap in U.S. real estate decades before these disasters occur. So you can have one county where you have a bunch of people who believe in climate change Uh, trying to sell their homes and another county where we have a bunch of climate change deniers and homes are going for a lot more because they don't believe it's going to happen it's a really interesting (laughs) conundrum yeah it's um but you know what (laughs) i would take a look at the insurance companies and say well they're gonna have the final say yeah Yeah. because (laughs) because you have to pay like like in uh in california you have to pay for earthquake insurance and it's expensive huge like and i understand uh, I don't know, five, ten, ten years ago, I understand that uh, Wayne Gretzky lives in an area where it's earthquake uh, prone. Yep. prone. So, and his earthquake insurance was so expensive right. that, but you know what I mean. But, but like, but that becomes so expensive. You got to be very wealthy to pay for that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it it's tough. Like I like you know, It'd be no like, different in the Florida with the hurricane insurance. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, yeah. they get it every. Every second Saturday, it seems. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's insane. No yeah. kidding. So, like, I have insurance on my properties, and my insurance guy, uh, we had we had him here, Ralph Atello. Yeah, um, he uh, he makes sure that I'm covered. You know, even if there's some natural disasters, like okay, Rob, if this happens, this happens, and like we don't think of it. Like we've we've literally li- live in an area mm-hmm. in the Golden Horseshoe of you know no natural disasters. Right. When I there's mean, a small tornado, not tornado, right. <laughs> yeah, which. Yeah, exactly. So, which, you know, you know, I don't know. Which I probably have a chance yeah, to win what, the $1.6 billion. Dollars. Yeah, right. it flips the golden horseshoe upside yeah. down when, when, when you hear there's yeah. a tornado. Yeah. <laughs> but in the U.S., I mean, like, like, like we're talking everything. cities are getting wiped yeah. out with yeah. natural disasters. And, and I, I don't know what their insurance coverage covers. And, and obviously, the government has to kick in trillions of dollars to, right. to cover these homeowners. But... I, I don't know. I, I think uh, anything along the coat, like along the, the water, I think you're always going to have issues. Yeah. You're always going to have issues, and, and and I mean, it's nice to live along the water, but eventually, the last guy that the There's last a- guy that lives there is going to lose. <laughs> you know, there is a downfall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to evacuate. Yeah. a couple times a year. Yeah, uh, or stay and you know face the consequences. A lot of people do that as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a beautiful area. Florida's you now down in Texas, yeah. uh, New Orleans, all these places, but. There is a flip side of that, too, with these, uh, you know, tremendous storms. A couple of minutes in this segment, we will uh, dive into this. I I found this tremendously interesting. The latest real estate business is storing rich people's cars. So if you're looking for a new investment opportunity, how about opening a car warehouse that can store a 100 or more luxury vehicles? And apparently, they're beginning to uh, pop up across the United States. There's a media entrepreneur in L.A. that's building a 13,800-square-foot garage close to the beach 
Beach in West L.A. that will hold 140 cars, and he has a waiting list of 85 people lined up and ready to pay between $850 and $1,500 a month per parking space when the facility opens next summer. Sounds interesting. I'm not sure if it would fly here, but pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I, no, I think there's it a will. lot. There's a lot. I a think it will things. because in the winter things. you want to store. There's your a customer. couple things. We have a client right now that sails from Toronto to Port Luzi and has a car, a, a, a car waiting for them when they sail to come see houses in this area. Really? So, in, in looking at this, if they somebody sail. has a boat, What's that? They, they sail from they from, sail Toronto, from Toronto from the Toronto Harbor. They sail into across Port Lake Luzi. Ontario. They have a car sitting there at the marina. They hop on their <laughs> car and they come around and look at houses. Wow! Yeah. So, in in seeing this, people will sail whether it's to Florida or California if they can have a car in a garage, a nice luxury car in a garage that's going to be taken care mm-hmm. of. That's you know, nice and warm in the winter. A, a, nice yeah. and warm in the winter, where they can drop off their boat. They hop in, you know, hop in right off the boat to this garage and all of a sudden they have their car sitting there waiting for them it's a great Might be it's a, good, a great yeah it's a great little business might be a good business opportunity uh still to come we'll uh, dive a little more into this topic as well and don't forget robgolfie.com is the website call them anytime at 905-575-7700 you're listening to the hamilton real estate show on 900 chml Go around here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. is the website. That's Rob G O L F I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to like the Rob Golfie Facebook page and subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you download. Your favorite podcast. Just before the break, we were talking about uh, an LA media entrepreneur who's building a nearly 14,000 square foot garage close to the beach in West LA that's going to hold up to 140 luxury cars, and he is charging between $850 and $1,500 a month per parking space, and he has a wait list of 85 people. So he's invested four years into this project, $10 million into this project. Um, basically to adhere to all the safety and fire standards. Uh, earthquakes would be among those. And his business model depends on putting the garages in places with a lot of money and no parking. That seems to be a, a great strategy. Here in Ontario, we would definitely work during the winter months. You know, you have a luxury vehicle. You don't want to park it, obviously, in your driveway or maybe even in your garage. Right. Pick a climate-controlled warehouse somewhere here in Ontario. Absolutely. And I go. think I think Burlington or Oakville would be... That'd be a perfect place. It'd be ideal because I'm sure, you know, where that's where all, a lot of the money is, people yeah. with the big homes. Close to the GTA, I think with, so. the, with the cars, too, it's the camaraderie around the cars. Definitely, right? it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's It's a club. It's a social group. It's, you well, know, you it's can a, have it's, events you around. Show, yeah, you get to show off your car. You yeah. get to, yeah. you know, have car shows, car shows. And, and, and there's a lot of you know networking involved with it. And, well, and, yeah. and you meet you meet like-minded people. Well, yeah. there is there is a uh, luxury car club in Burlington. Now, I was there one time, and they have a huge warehouse. But I think it's more for showing off your car, not for storing your car. Oh, okay. But um, might be I, an opportunity. Yeah, right? like I, I think that. I Did think you bring it, your diesel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my car, guys. At the back of the line. No, you parked that in the back. <laughs> parked that in the back parking lot. But uh, uh, no, but they. Um, I, I was there one time, and I think that to join that club, uh, you have to be invited. 
and uh, and it's I think it's about four or five thousand dollars a year, and, and I don't know what you get out of it. Mm. I you know if you got a Ferrari, uh, <laughs> you got whatever Lamborghini, you right. go there. People trade cars to to drive. You know, obviously you're going to treat it good because you know for you, sure. You know, but um, there's a mutual respect but, there. But you know what? Look 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 at uh, look at uh, storage units now. They're, they are building them like record numbers now. Yeah. Like they've had storage units since. What the fifties, sixties, and they, they, and it's been the same ones up until ten years ago. Right. And now, in the last ten years, I mean, everybody's looking for land to build storage units, and it's because of the condo market. People don't have money, uh, uh, room for storage. Right. So now you're paying rent for a ten by ten or a ten by twenty storage unit. That's a that's a that's a better gig than than build, buying a house. Huge. You can get like you know There's zero maintenance. Yeah. Yeah, and and a lot of them are coming. Uh, they're coming on as uh, like um, heated. They're heated like for the winter time, yep. so that your your stuff doesn't get uh, you know dried out or whatever with climate or, change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it, they're they're becoming big. So like everybody needs storage now. Everybody's got an abundance of stuff, but they live in smaller places. Yeah. So. Uh, Halloween coming up uh, this coming <laughs> Wednesday. So yes. the question is: We've got a few minutes left in this segment. Um, if if you're selling your home, should you have decorations up, Halloween decorations? <laughs> Does this make the house a little more welcoming? Well, I think if you're if you're selling, I, I we would advise our clients to take all the Halloween yeah. stuff down. And I think most people, uh, most people uh, uh, probably wouldn't decorate for Halloween if they know they're selling their house. Right. But we do have people that we put their houses up for sale and they have their Christmas lights still in the summertime. So, <laughs> <laughs> so guys, please, I know it, it, it is a pain to go up there yeah. to take them up and down. But uh, it, I always tell people, take your Christmas lights down. Let's make the curb appeal. It's like the it's the wind. It's it's the first thing that people see. If mm-hmm. they love what they drive up to, right. and they like it, they're going to come inside. So, would you say the same during Christmas time? If a house is up for sale during Christmas time, they have the lights on. They have you know a beautiful display. Whatever the case is, is that different? Um, I I, I think it's okay. During Christmas time, but you got to change. But as soon as January comes in, boom, you got to you got to reshoot the house, like and 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 uh, have without the Christmas stuff right. on. But um, sometimes, uh, you know, with the Christmas uh, coming, you know, it you know it, it's I, I think it's fine for Christmas. You got lights outside. You, we, you maybe try to make an effect, right? But definitely, you got to take it down and reshoot the house with new photographs. Absolutely. So the question is: Is Philip still going out for Halloween? <laughs> and if so, what are yeah. you dressing up as? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is still going out for Halloween. Don't say Trump. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that'll what, be a big one. What's, yeah. What's the what's the what's big the popular costume? one? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to be Zorro. I'm putting a little Zorro. A, That's a, a get, get together with uh, friends, and uh, I'll be Zorro. I kind of like that. I think I should be wearing that all the time. Nice. <laughs> it's kind of a cool outfit. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it, Halloween's on, on on the Wednesday this year, so yes. it's a little bit different, right? It's in Especially the middle for the of the kids. Week. Do yeah. people go? The week before? Yeah. Is, it, is it the weekend before or is it the weekend? I think it's going to be this weekend. No, I think it's, it's, I think it's, it's tonight. It's, it's yeah. tonight. Tonight it's is the party night. No, this weekend. This is this weekend. Like yeah. This, yeah, yeah, this like weekend. Tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Tonight. <laughs> tonight. Tonight is the party night. You got night. candy brain already. <laughs> He's losing track Tonight is the party night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe you do have that Trump costume. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, we're having a party, and uh, we're going to have it at the uh, office in uh, here in Hamilton at, at Markland, our, uh, our real estate office nice. there. Yeah. That's always a lot of fun. Uh, guys, thanks again uh, for coming in. We are back at next Saturday at 9 with the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900. CHML.